Hi, everyone. This is Jamie Joe Wright with Madlet Musings Podcast. And today I have with us a good friend of mine, Crystal Caudill. I don't even know if I'm writing her, saying her name right because you're one just, of the few that have. Am I? Okay. Because, you know, like, yeah, we're good friends, but I don't know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> I always tell everyone it's like you're coddling a baby. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, Crystal, you are with Kriegel Publishing. Mm-hmm. and you have come out with a second book now the first one was called counterfeit love mm-hmm. and this one is called counterfeit hope and I'd love to talk a little bit about them and see what they're all about so tell us about them uh about both of them or counterfeit hope <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what um well we can talk about counterfeit hope because that's the one that just came out so um okay um so the series in general follows Secret Service operatives. So book one, you meet Andrew Darlington, who's the hero of book two, who I call my jerk face hero. (laughs) Because in my first book, I didn't like him at all. Oh, that's funny. I was kind of upset with God when he called me to write Andrew's story next and make him a hero. Because he's one of those guys that makes a really bad first impression. Oh. His mouth kind of gets in the way. He's very tactless. He has a good heart, but you don't really discover that until you're reading Counterfeit Hope. So what it is in Counterfeit Hope, Andrew is called to a rural town in Indiana to help assist the U.S. Marshals in catching this gang of counterfeiters who have taken over the town. I mean, they're very violent. They're very, very much a gang in Mm -hmm. all sense of the words. Um, But when he gets there, he finds out they're not just any gang. They're his former family. So Andrew has this history of where he used to be part of a gang family and he was arrested and then adopted and left the family, all that. And now he's having to face them. Then you have the heroine, uh, Lightning Lou, who is a former prostitute, um, Mm -hmm. now pickpocket um, with this gang. Um, She was married into it and she's wanting to escape this gang, but she has no way of doing it. They've kind of trapped her. She has a son. So she's all about trying to protect her son. So the story is about both of them facing their past, trying to escape the Thorn Gang in their own different ways, and um, just the chaos that kind of ensues. And they're (gasps) kind of unwilling partners. (laughs) And they don't realize that they're on the same team. So Okay. Well, that sounds super fascinating. I love books like that, where you've got some of the adventure and a little bit of espionage type stuff thrown into it. And and what time period is it set in? Uh, 1880s. Now, I know a lot of people assume that if they work for the Secret Service that they're Pinkerton agents, but those are different, aren't they? Very different. Thank you so much for bringing that up. You are so welcome. Um, The Pinkertons, um, Alan Pinkerton actually had a start in the Secret Service as far as giving some of the ideas for Mm -hmm. it, but he's completely different. Everything he did was completely different. The Secret Service started out actually, um, actually it was Abraham's last thing, Abraham Lincoln's very last thing he okayed before he was assassinated a few hours later. Yes. I did not know that. That's interesting. I'm a big history nerd. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
that's okay. You can be a history nerd. So um, in 18... 64 or 65 my brain's kind of mushy now um in july they set the the secret service up to catch counterfeiters because okay. during the civil war the currency two-thirds of it was counterfeit half of it right. two-thirds mm-hmm. so their main job was doing that and so it's 1902 before they ever protect the president so okay. that's what the secret service did they did counterfeiting land fraud whiskey runners all sorts of fun stuff and then they just graduated into, you know, protecting the president. So yeah, well, that's a natural actually, segue. <laughs> well, it's still only part of their job. They okay. still are very much into cybersecurity. Counterfeiting is still one of their main things, really? believe it okay. or not. Um, yeah. If you go to secretservice.gov, I think it is. Okay. You would be amazed. Just go to their little history tab. It's so much awesome information. That's so cool. That's so cool. So the heroes in both books are secret service agents. And then you've got a third one that's coming out in May. May. If I'm correct. Is that also a secret service agent too? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yep. Super and Josiah fun. is the flirtatious, everybody loves him kind of guy. <laughs> so you went from jerk face to flirt face. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to have to steal that now. Yeah, jerk face to flirt face. Don't say that fast three times. That would be a little bit of a tongue twister, but... <laughs> Oh, that's super fun. So let me to pick the angle of the Secret Service to begin with. Like, like I said, so many people do gravitate to like the Pinkertons mm-hmm. or something like that. So what awakened your brain to this element of history? So um, Civil War was actually one of the stories I was starting to write first. Okay. And um, people were said to be in the Secret Service, which is why it gets confused a lot. Okay. Um, but you weren't in the secret service because oh, uh, okay. it wasn't created until the end of the civil war right right um, so somehow that led into me discovering a set of articles published in newspapers by former secret service operatives sharing their stories like their cases okay. and stuff okay yeah and so i actually went out and bought and a copy that they compiled into a book from the 1920s and read through all of them and so so that's kind of where the inspiration came from yeah researching it was a little harder because people tend to want to know about the president's side of things and to find books that talk about history before JFK was really really hard interesting okay yeah. that's cool I mean I guess from one standpoint that gives you a little bit more room than for um what's the word artistic expression or unless you're <laughs> OCD license. like me <laughs> then there's no grace at all it must be correct <laughs> I I went so far as to um so the freedom of information act allows you to access certain documents so I found actual secret service reports from the 1880s and read them oh see that's cool though that would be really interesting I like that if you've ever want to go down another rabbit trail um this is mine is is newspapers.com 
which sounds kind of boring, but when you type in things like the other day, I typed in um, elopements and I put in the year 1880 and then there's all these tales and they don't just say that, you know, John eloped with Jane. It's like literally the sordid romance put in the public newspaper for everyone to read. So those old documents can be so much fun. <laughs> I actually have a subscription to newspapers.com because yeah. I do like doing that. <laughs> We should have a newspapers.com party. That would be fun. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. It is. It's so fun to read those old newspapers. The other thing I noticed with newspapers, and then we'll actually get back to talking about you, but you know, me and rabbit trails, squirrel I love rabbit trails, trails. whatever, um, is, and of course I'm the one that's going to notice this, but their obituaries were way cooler back in the day because mm-hmm. now um, you see an obituary but it tells you nothing. It just says right. that so-and-so is no longer with us. Services will be at such and such a mm-hmm. time. And you're like, there was a lot more that happened. And mm-hmm. my curiosity is piqued whether that's good form or not. Probably not. But you go back in newspapers.com and you look up old obituaries. And again, you get the entire mm-hmm. drama of the story that's played out on paper. Yeah. So it's always fun. I just love the old newspapers in general. They're great sources of inspiration for stories too. Oh, they are. They are. They have so much. In fact, the book I'm writing right now has, is from one of those. And it was really like a three line Mm -hmm. um, comment, but it was just enough to go, oh, ooh, story. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Okay. So you have a jerk face hero who is unlikable, but becomes more likable. I'm assuming as the story goes on. Um, And then you have a, heroine who has a not so pretty background Mm -hmm. so you're kind of delving into some interesting areas here did you find that to be a challenge at all yes and no so this is a story that's actually really really close to my heart Um, growing up I had some friends who experienced some things they should not have Mm -hmm. and I walked with them through some of the recovery Mm -hmm. of it and um just there's a lot that goes into it. And it, yeah. it was kind of a processing thing for me as well. And uh, if I could reach out and talk to those friends again, this is the mm. message of hope I would give you because mm. I didn't have that message of hope back then when okay. I was walking through it with them. Okay. And so it's, yeah, it, it was hard to walk through and it was, yeah, but difficult to go yeah. through those times for sure. So is this kind of like a hope in the darkness type story? Always. That I, okay. That's that's my hope anyways, is that people will walk away with hope. Um, yeah. With any of my stories, but especially that one. I, I don't want people to live believing that their past defines them. Mm. And whether it was past decisions they made or past decisions that were forced on them. Because um, sometimes you can't, help what's been done to you or what's been forced upon you and it it's you can have freedom from that and you can have love and hope and a future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why do you think people fall into the um I'm not going to use the right word but fall into the trap of letting their past define them what do you think it is about that that becomes such a detriment to healthy hopeful living 
there's just a part of us and it's it's the sinful part and it's the part that satan likes to expose where we mm-hmm. just can only focus on the negatives like mm-hmm. if you are given a 10 page paper telling you all about the things about you and there's nine pages of good things but one page of bad you're only going to remember the bad Mm. or at least hold on to it. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the same with our past. We can look back, we can see all the good things, but our eyes are going to go to that negative stuff that we wish could have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's so true. Um, Cause you know, even if you have a exam or something like that, you focus on the fact that you got three wrong, not the fact you got 200, 205, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I get that. But do you think sometimes, I mean, cause a lot of those, those pasts though, and I'm assuming, you know, even in relation to your character stories, um, they're not just definitions, but they leave scars, Oh yeah. you know? And so how do you, you know, in your story or even in real life through faith, how do you move past the scars that will always be there to remind you of the negative in the past? I think that's where the relationship with Christ really comes in. And that, that, spoiler alert um lou has a redemption story in this Uh and she does come to know christ um and that is the turning point for her and being able to face her past and face and be able to carry through the consequences of her Mm -hmm. past because even when you have christ you're going to have those consequences that you still have to face yeah and um that was really one of the big things in writing this story for me is I didn't want Lou to come to Christ and everything be okay. Because mm-hmm. in real life, that's not how it works. We still right. have everything we have to deal with, the baggage, the, the literal consequences. I mean, so having Christ to lean on, to know that your hope and your future is eternal and that mm-hmm. this is only a short temporary thing and that you're not going through it alone Mm-hmm. that that is what helps us through yeah yeah uh, and I, I believe that too I mean it definitely is it's interesting to talk with people who have come through those types of scarring backgrounds and I think sometimes we I, I've talked with some people and they're like well I don't really have much of a testimony because something dramatic didn't happen in my past mm-hmm. but really I think if we all look there's scars of some sort that we're dealing with and then we look forward into the future and we're looking to Christ and we're looking to the hope that he offers. So in, in light of your story, what type of hope does he offer to your characters that really changes their life? Cause hope can be seen in different ways. For them, they're hoping, both of them are hoping for a future that is different from what they've experienced in the okay. past. Um, Lou wants her son to have an honest future, a chance, um, to have worth, to be just not a criminal. Right. Um, Yeah. And this hope in Christ is giving her a way to walk out of this world of crime and provide that for her son. Um, But it's also providing hope and healing for her specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think how to say some things without giving spoilers. Um, It's just, and for Andrew, his biggest thing was overcoming his past was through achieving the best he, reputation he could in his okay. field of work. Sure. Um, so he was kind of making his work an idol. And so uh-huh. his hope came through finding out that 
that's not really what defines him. Right. Um, that doesn't determine if he's a good person or not. Mm-hmm. And so that hope just, it gives them both an identity, an identity okay. outside of themselves. Yeah. Well, and that's so key is that identity outside of yourself and outside of your shortcomings um, and your, your failings um, and even your fears, even if it's not a failing or a shortcoming, but it's just fear. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to look at something different and grab onto that and find hope in that is huge for yeah. sure. I love that. Um, what do you hope your readers get when they're reading your books? I mean, I know that faith to you is really, really important. Um, and so when, you, when you're writing the books, what are you hoping and praying for your readers? That they will get whatever God is calling them to get out of it. Like, I don't walk into the stories knowing what like the spiritual arcs are going to be. I really want mm-hmm. God to kind of guide that. And so my prayer is that it'll be whatever God needs it to be for them. Um, whether it's personal hope in Christ or an encouragement that even though I'm walking through this really dark time, he's not going to leave me. Mm -hmm. I just want them to walk away stronger in their faith and encouraged in their faith. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. So you have these two books and then you have another one coming out in May and you do have a prequel for this too, correct? I do. All right. Counterfeit truths. Okay. And how do we get the prequel? So there's two ways you could pay $2.99 and get it off amazon.com, or you can sign up for my newsletter and get it for free. Um, (laughs) So the, the easy way to type it in is bit.ly. So B I T dot L Y slash capital C for counterfeit and then truth with a capital T. So, okay. Awesome. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Awesome. And do you have a website or anything if uh, readers want to go and learn out more about you and your books? Uh, just crystalcoddle.com. Super right. easy. Sounds great. Crystal, this was super fun. I'm glad to have you here. And Thank you um, I love your heart and your stories and really encourage everybody to go out and check out these books because they are good. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> If food was, if books were a food cuisine, these would be on the list of entrees. So you must try. I love that. That's, that is fantastic. Oh man. Well, thanks so much for being with us today and we'll have to have you back. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks.